Mark, you got the mailbag. Get the mailbag ready. I have I have the mailbag. Okay. And, and, and okay. The mic is prepared. Okay, I think we're good to go. Then. If you got that. <laughs> Balanced on the water bottle. On. Don't shake the table. <laughs> <laughs> or take a drink. Yeah, or that. <laughs> Mark, it looks like we've got some mail this week here on Interman Radio. And yeah, I thought yeah. we'd open a little bit of mail. Yeah, so, so is it fan mail? Is it hate mail? What kind of it, mail do we have this week? It is. We've, we just picked it out of the bag and... Uh, Ran some off. I thought we would read a few of these out loud so you get an idea of what it's like to, to work here at Interman Radio. Yeah. Uh, so who's the first one uh, from today, Mark? Uh, Susie from Orlando. Okay, Susie uh, from Orlando. Uh, dear Interman Radio, thank you for your awesome podcast. My family and I listen faithfully, and, and we find much spiritual growth and encouragement from all that you do. And, and by the way, I like Mark Miller's laugh. Oh, good oh, letter, Susie. Susie. Good letter, so good nice. letter. Really good letter, good, letter. Yeah. good letter. Let me read the next one. Okay, yeah. Let me see here. Joe in Jacksonville. Hi, Joe. Yes. Joe says, hey, guys at Interman Radio. Hey, my spiritual walk has increased and deepened greatly from Mm. listening to the podcast. Excellent, Joe. Really enjoy your spiritual insight and biblical humor. Oh, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. That was very nice. Good letter, Joe. Good letter. Thank you, Joe. Nice one. Who's the next one? We got got from, uh, let's see, from uh, Lou. Lou. All right. Lou, uh... Hey, Interman Radio. Where's Lou from? Lou, Lou is from Sandusky. Sandusky. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Lou, Lou, hey, Interman Radio, you guys stink. What? Lou, okay. we're not. You have the chemistry of a fifth grade exploration set. Your production values remind me of the $2 Barbie microphone my kids carry around. And aside from that, we enjoy listening to you stumble over yourselves as oh, you on. rattle on unintelligibly about whatever it is that you are supposed to be writing oh, about. Lou, uh, that's... Thanks, Lou. Yeah, wait, I mean, I don't think Lou gets it. No. I mean, but from his writing style, you can tell Lou isn't very intelligent. First of all, and, and, and secondly... Um, Lou's a bozo. Look, we're we're trying to be encouraging to yeah. people here and trying to trying to help them, like Joe said from Jacksonville, deepen yeah. their spiritual walk. And Lou, Susie, you're a, yeah, you're a hater, man. Yeah, Lou, we're trying to get something done that's spiritual. You're probably not even a spiritual guy. I don't think he is. If you're even listening, Lou, you don't listen to Lou. I think that's the best thing we do. Is shake it off. Because there's nothing of value there. Well, Lou's an idiot. That's yeah. obvious yeah. from what he from what he wrote, and he's he's not moving the kingdom of heaven forward. That's no, for he's sure. He's actually placed himself he's, against it. Jesus said, "If you're not, if whoever doesn't gather with me scatters." Lou, you're on you, the wrong side of Jesus. You're a scatterer, I'm, you're, Lou. And I, for one, I'm not going to sit here and stand for that. No, that's, you're not going to sit or stand or stand or stand. For, for not that. for Lou. I no, won't. No Lou's way. a loser. Uh-uh. Lou, loser, loser, Lou. Lou. Yeah. Welcome to Interman Radio, where we accomplish more than we thought we could through Christ's power working in us, regardless of what your pastor said last week. So let's drop the excuses, pick up our Bibles, and prepare to win. Yeah, but you know what? He might make, he might have just an eensy-weensy little point. I mean, I'm looking into a microphone balanced on your Camelback water bottle here. And, uh, I mean, the Barbie microphone thing might be a stretch, but he might have a point. And uh, uh, just uh, and, and, and also, Mark, he, he does mention that we do tend to rattle on sometimes. And I think there are times when we do kind of stumble to make our point. Um, and, and so he might, Lou, Lou might be right on that one. Just a little bit. I doubt bit. it. I doubt that. I doubt that very much. Well, 
I, I don't think Lou is listening is what I think is going on. Well, Lou that, is not listening. Yeah, Lou is a non-listener. Okay, that could be, but... Um, I, see, I don't think Lou so, is interested in truth. That's what that's what I think yeah. is the bottom line here. If Lou was really interested in truth, that would be different. Well, he might be an enemy of the cross uh, because Jesus did say that we do have enemies. We and, do. And, and, uh, and he who does not gather with me scatters, Lou. Lou, did you hear that? Yeah. You're a scatterer, Lou. You're and, scattering. And, and uh, Paul names people as enemies of the cross. And scattering, Lou. Like Philippians 3. Uh, Scattering. But Mark, you know, not all enemies of ours are enemies of the cross. I mean, could it be that an enemy of ours isn't an enemy of Jesus like we always want to think they are? But maybe an Lewis. enemy that, Well, he might be. But it could be that maybe we've made some enemies out there? Well, I think that's possible in a, in a theoretical sense. That, that's a possible... A, it could happen. I mean, maybe some people are our enemies, uh, but they're not opposed to Jesus as much as they're opposed to how we've treated them. <laughs> I mean, that that's that is. I mean, a not in Lou's case because we've never met Lou. Yeah, and but probably won't. Yeah, um, especially not now. Hopefully. Yeah, it's fun to have a to have a, a few laughs about that. But lots of times, the people who we might think of as enemies really—that's not their goal at all. No. Um, and unfortunately, it's easy to wrap ourselves in kind of the the mantle of martyrdom yeah. and say, you know what, everybody who's opposed to me or everybody who doesn't support me is automatically against me. And, and to take on kind and of... And I this, think I'll I, eat some worms. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And to say, that, you know, I, I'm being persecuted for the cause of Christ when really that's not the case at all. No, if we've treated some people unfairly or poorly... And they come out against us as Christians. And I've seen this happen. And I've had it happen in my own life. Somebody comes out against us. We take the gospel seriously. And so we automatically assume that they're against Jesus. <laughs> right. But, but right. May, yeah. maybe you know they're against the fact that we're preaching the gospel and how to become a Christian. And they're just pushing back on that. Maybe they're pushing back on us and how we treated them. So sometimes our enemies are of our own making. Um, and But at the same time, there are people who do want to slander and look for things that they can point out that we've done wrong. Sure, and that, those can come from anywhere. People who are closest to us often have the greatest insight into our faults. So our coworkers, our family, the people that we hang out with, uh, you know, it's easy for them comparatively to find some things where, you know, maybe we need to pick up our game a little bit. Yeah. And it's in those cases where we have to particularly pay attention to what Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, he says in verse 13, Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? Right. Even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you're blessed. And don't fear them, their intimidation. You know, it's about keeping a good conscience. Uh, when we've done what's right, those, those things actually draw attention to the gospel. If we've done what's wrong, if we've suffered as an evildoer or a troublesome meddler or whatever then we detract from the gospel. But to have a good conscience gives the gospel opportunity even in those op- even in those occasions. Yeah, so we're using the word enemy in a pretty broad sense here. All right, so we might have someone who's who we consider an enemy of ours because maybe they said some things to us or about us that we find objectionable. Sure. And uh, but but there's a couple things that we can take away from this, especially that Philippians uh, chapter three. First, we need to keep a good conscience. Yeah. Uh, we need to keep our behavior excellent because there are people who are looking for reasons to discount the gospel. Sure. But the second thing, really, Mark, is is that um, enemies force us to step up our game, like yeah, you said. They do. And, and you know, it's important to note that even if we're opposed by someone, I mean, even if they are opposed to the gospel message, 
It's not as if God is unable to deal with that. There's lots of biblical examples like Joseph and his brothers, um, you know, the nation of Assyria. Uh, Nathan, when he comes to, to David, <clears throat> could easily, David could have taken that personally, yeah. popped a gasket, you know, and, and taken it out on the messenger. Even Peter and Paul were opposed at one point. But lots of times the people who are in opposition to us, God uses them to accomplish a bigger purpose than maybe what we have foreseen. Yeah, like for instance, God can use even the words of our enemies. And I'm going back to, you just mentioned Joseph and his brothers. All right, so his brothers meant, they meant harm to Joseph. Yes, they obviously, did. Obviously, okay? <laughs> right. All right, so when, when, when Joseph ends up becoming a ruler in Egypt and his brothers come down there yeah. to get bread, yeah. and there's that tearful reunion, yeah. and they're, they are so remorseful for how they had treated him. They sold him into slavery. And they were scared to death, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and he says something. He says, you know, you meant it for evil, but right. God meant it for good. Yeah, that's a great line. God can take those things that, you know, we're people who are opposed to us. I mean, what a tremendous example there is in the Jews who crucified Jesus. They've meant it for evil. They played right into the hand of God. But that only works because Jesus kept a clean conscience and yes. did what he was supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. God can use people that we consider to be enemies to still help us improve our character to up our game and and uh they're a lot more honest grow. they are you know they'll tell you right up unvarnished you blew it yeah, yeah. way to go yeah they're not they're not going to give you grace in how they present it in fact they're looking for things to point out to embarrass you right? yes yes sometimes that's true and you know that's good occasionally because uh, it does point out some of our weaknesses there's nothing like the opposing team to show you what things you got to work on in practice yeah guys let's face it our wives they, they tend to be gentle when they're talking to us, We're at least face Chris, Christina. No. Okay. Okay. So, so they're like, honey, you know, have you, have you thought about, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. have you kind of thought about maybe, you know, or we might say, honey, was I too hard on the kids when I said this or that? And they're like, well, um, they know you meant well. Yeah. They know, they know yeah. you love them. I yeah. Like you know, so <laughs> right. taken that way, honey. I, okay. So friends and family, you know, people who are kind of on our team, right. They're going to overlook a lot of flaws. <laughs> Perhaps. Otherwise, they wouldn't have married us, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, right. but with our enemies, they're looking for the they're flaws. They're blind. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so, so the point there being is that God can use them to point out things that our friends and family might not want to point out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what their motive is. They still might say something true. Or yeah. it might not all be true, but it might be partially true. Or regardless, it should be a, it should be a cause for pause. For us to stop and say, hey, listen, is there something valid in their criticism? Yeah, because being a Christian is based on honesty. We combine that with the idea that God is working in my life. And just because somebody comes up to me and says, hey, you're a nitwit. You did this. You did that. You got this problem. You got that problem. I get that problem. Smackdown. Yeah. That's yeah, that does not mean that God is not working in our lives. Right. To, to admit that, to step back and to say, you know what? You might have something. There might be some truth in what you're saying. To admit that, it almost feels, Mark, like we're admitting that God isn't using us. Like, like I'm not the, the mighty spiritual man that God, that, that I want to be if I admit that what this yay who over here says has any truth to it. Yeah, but if I, but if I admit that what he's, then, that means he wins. I can't have yeah, that. I mean, no. We can't. We can't let the Yahoo win. No, not the. No. Somebody else maybe, but not well, the Yahoo. Happens. I mean, pride gets in there, and yeah. all of a sudden, we're not fighting to maintain Jesus' honor. We're fighting to save our own face. 
So yeah. Um, so we've been talking in big generalities, and and there's that's a little bit dangerous. Good, let's sometimes. keep it there. Cause make it, yeah, because we want to get too personal. Right. Okay. So um, <laughs> departure. So there was one time, um, some years back, it, I had to throw that in there. Years, some years, long years, time ago. long, long time Woo. ago. So there was a guy I was working with, and he and he sat down with me. He's an older man, and and he sat down. And he said, Jason, let me just tell you something. And he was laughing as he said it. So he, you know, he, that softens the blow. I like that. No, he wasn't laughing to soften the blow. He was mockingly laughing. Oh. Okay? okay, so All he right. says, he says "You, you give the worst customer service of any person I've seen in my life." Oh. And I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That's well, not. Clearly, he was an enemy of the cross. Yeah, you know, yes, because, that's right. Okay, he's persecuting you because yes, you're an outspoken because, Christian. Yes, and, and I and I was outspoken. <laughs> yeah. and 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 he knew I was a Christian, and he wasn't buying into Christianity, and that would have been easy yeah. to latch onto. Well, he's uh, just he just doesn't want to see Jesus. Spiritual. Yeah, you know. But the fact of the matter is. He was right. Uh, he was uh-huh. right. I was disorganized. Yeah. And because I was disorganized, I was always behind the eight ball and I right. wasn't keeping my promises. Wow. And and so that was defaming the name of Christ. Now who did Christ, who did God use to bring that message? He he used somebody who I wouldn't have picked. Okay? <laughs> yeah. In but, a way we wouldn't have chosen. Exactly. But and it stung. It hurt. You yeah. know, it, it was Ow. embarrassing because he said it in public. It wasn't just he and I. Right. All right. But but you know what? It it was it was what I needed. There comes a time when we do have to remove, you know, the 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 speck or the log, depending on the problem, yeah. from our own eye. And we do have to the way that Galatians chapter six talks about. We have to examine some of our own work, and let's be honest. If somebody brings something up, they may, may, they may not, but they may, they may have a point. Well, it's hard because you know, in the moment, things are things are boiling, things uh-huh. are going, people are upset. You know, there's emotions involved, and there could be some bad motives. I mean, there maybe could. the person isn't trying to impart advice to us to help us. Maybe they are actually trying to mock or tear us down. Yes. Maybe there's jealousy. Maybe there's selfishness. Um, Where's your podcast? <laughs> I get I get distracted. You gotta let it go, Mark. <laughs> okay, Babylon's message. Um, it came with a sword and with rings in the nose, right? I it wasn't did. delivered in a kind manner to right. help the Israelites. <laughs> right. But God was using that harsh message to teach Israel a lesson. And they did learn that lesson. It took 70 years of captivity, but when they came out of Babylon, they had learned the lesson not to worship idols. So it does give us an opportunity to grow for sure. So let's step back for a sec. Um, listeners, you might be saying, how does this apply to me? We know. No. <laughs> <laughs> How does it apply? Well, is there anyone in, think about this, is there anyone in my life who has offered criticism of me, but I blew it off because I considered them to be against the gospel, or I considered them to be an enemy, or I considered them to be a personal opposer of mine, a nemesis of, of any sort? Yeah, so, so what we have to do is we have to be able to separate the objection from the objector, because if if we just look at that person, it's easy for us to find reasons why we shouldn't listen to anything they say. Yeah. So we're just asking the question. Just let this sit for a minute. Is there anybody in your life that's offered criticism that you pushed back on and rejected? If so, maybe it's time to reconsider it. In doing that, it might not be a bad idea to actually even take, take a piece of paper out. This is brutal, okay? But take it and just write down some names, you know? Hey, 
Uh, yeah. So and so, who are my enemies? Who are my critics? Who are my critics? That yeah. might be a better. One. Who are my? And start with the ones that are the most painful. That oh. would you would laugh at the most? Like, oh, I can't. No, those guys. Oh, and write down what it is that they've said. Uh huh. Now, once we've done that, and that that could take some time. Yeah. And we might make it through the whole list all at once. I mean, there might be <laughs> volumes, okay? But you know, think think of a few that come to, t- come to mind. Sure. And this would be a great time to say to God, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to grow. Now, either in a character deficiency or, if nothing else, thank you for this opportunity to learn how to deal with my enemies. Uh, yep, absolutely. Be- be- because if, if, if at the end of this process that we're going to walk through here, if at the end of it the enemies are are wrong and they're just throwing on accusations for whatever reason but it's not true then this is still an opportunity to learn to show Christ's character in dealing with enemies sure is we do need to check and see if what they've said is true yeah Um, we have an obligation to the Lord and to ourselves to determine whether or not their criticisms are well founded sometimes it's difficult for us to see that yeah. Um, you know, we tend to be somewhat less than uh, observant when it comes to our own shortcomings. Yeah. But somebody who might give you a legitimate critique, a trusted loved one, you've got somebody, tell them, hey, listen, do you think this is an issue of mine? Yeah. Does do this think- coat make me look fat? <laughs> no, your right. face does. Anyway. <laughs> you know, we could say, do, do I tend to be overbearing? Do I talk over people? No, I don't think you do Do you think all. I do no, sometimes? No, no, Because I think no, I do. Sometimes no, honey, I talk no, over. Not really, okay. no. You're all right. Good. All well, right. Yeah. you'd tell me honestly if it was... Uh-huh. If it was oh, absolutely, true. would you? Ask a Christian, you know, that you look up to, somebody, a brother or sister in Christ, that you know that's going to be honest with you. And, you know, ask them. You know, maybe you did put yourself in a bad position. Maybe you uh, maybe you acted unbecomingly to the word, the cause of Christ, and you need to see it from their side. What are the optics of the thing? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the guy who's given you the critique saw something or looked a way that maybe you didn't intend. Maybe it looks different from his shoes. Yeah. Now, a quick note, Mark. When we're picking out somebody to run this by, uh, it would be easy to go find the person that we know uh, is going to tell us what we want to hear, yeah. right? Okay. Pick someone who you know is is on your side, first of all. <laughs> right. Well, now, who when doesn't I say, like that other person. No, no, no. no, 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 no. When, I say, when I say on your side, I don't mean who agrees with you. I mean someone who you know wants yeah. what's best for you. Right. Okay. Right. And that's, but but who who maybe can be a little bit unvarnished in the truth that they tell. Yeah. But you know in their heart they want what's best for you because they've proven. Go to that person. Don't necessarily go to the person who's going to always make you feel good. Yeah. Okay. But but do go to someone who loves God and, and who wants God's best. Find that person and, and then run it by them. Um, and, and while you're still putting into perspective what the other person said. Another great way to work through these critiques I find it really helpful to use the app that our new sponsor just oh dropped in. We have yeah. uh, we have the beta versions of a new app that should be online soon. Yes, and uh, I think it, it it does wonders for me if I'm if I'm feeling oppressed if yeah. I'm feeling um, like the whole world is ganged up on you. Yeah, kind of like and, that, and, and like get, you're kind of a martyr. A yeah. little bit, or a little like bit. you're worthless. When uh, yeah. you, you know, when I feel like I can't do anything right, yeah. and I can't please anyone, no. and everybody's upset with me and critical of of my efforts. I, Even I've though found your efforts are good and true very and good, rightful, very and, yeah. good. I found this to be extremely helpful. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll cut away to them. We'll be back in just a moment. Wow, Bob. Rough board meeting today, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, your whole project is scrapped. That's brutal. Well, I suppose. How can you be so calm in light of your abject failure? 
Well, you know, it's easy since I downloaded my Safe Space app. Be still. Is unfair, mean-spirited criticism getting you down? Are you tired of being unfairly held to a higher standard by hypocrites who are out to get you? Do you wish that you could escape the fiery arrows of the evil door and find a refuge of positive reinforcement? Well, now you can. Introducing the My Safe Space app. Hey, moron, where'd you learn to drive? My Safe Space, My Safe Space. I am a good driver regardless of what my driving record or anybody else says. Oh, I feel better. The My Safe Space app automatically detects your situation and tells you exactly what you need to hear. Take for instance the domineering unfair boss. Yeah, Jonesy, you've been late to wait three days this week. Uh, next time, uh, I'm gonna have to write you up. Oh, you're so controlling. My Safe Space, My Safe Space. You're not irresponsible, you just need freedom to thrive. Oh, I feel better. Or your nagging overly critical wife. Um, honey, do you think our family is headed in the right spiritual direction? If she would take care of her own spiritual problems, then she could worry about the direction of the family. Oh, I feel better. Or your spoiled, ungrateful daughter. Um, Dad, I know you're busy, but you promised you'd fix the chain on my bike. Could you do that before next Saturday? Oh, she's accusing me. Everyone needs some downtime every once in a while. You deserve this time to yourself. Oh, I feel better. Be still. My safe space demolishes all the accusations hurled against you while establishing your awesomeness. You're smart enough, you're good enough, and people just like you. Download your safe space today. <laughs> Well, that is quite a new sponsor we have, Mark. We're going to make a lot of progress. They are our... fantastic. Oh, man. They're... I use it at least twice a day. That's all? Wow. <laughs> yep. I... Okay. Well, good for you. You know, another step in this process of dealing with this criticism is, uh, okay, we've written the people, we've written the names down. Now, first of all, time out. This sounds ridiculous, probably, for most people hearing this for the first time. You mean I'm going to take out a piece of paper and write down it? Yep, yep, not a bad idea. And then saying thank you to God for those folks. And then looking at that person's position and putting ourselves in their shoes and seeing it from their perspective. And then we talked about going to a person that we trust to tell us the truth. You know, is this something that I really do have a problem with? This gives us tremendous, tremendous power over those things. If we allow those things to be in our mind, to be obstacles to what we're trying to do and sources of enmity between us and others. When we put them down on paper, we've taken control of those things and I'm going to make something positive from this interaction and from this discourse and from this element and this thing. Now I get to decide what effect those things have on me and I get to make them in a way that gives me a positive. Ownership. So now what would be the next thing we can do? We can find some Bible passages that would demonstrate the opposite of what we've been accused of. Like, for instance, okay, yeah. So if Give we, for instance, okay. So if we've been accused of, like, dads, let's say we've been accused of of being uh, unforgiving with our children. <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, that's lame. <laughs> Anyone who brings, <laughs> okay. So where's a good passage we could go to that would be a good example of how a father is showing compassion and forgiveness to his kids? Well, we need to look at something that demonstrates grace the way God gives it to us. So right. maybe the parable in Matthew 18 of the slave who's been forgiven and forgives his fellow slave yeah. or ought to forgive his fellow slave in turn. Sure. Or another one, obviously, would be the son, the prodigal son. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, the son exactly. who leaves, takes the inheritance and comes back and dad meets him while he's far off. Dad runs out. And then, yeah. he, you know, how dad deals with that. So so find, find an example in scripture of whatever it is we've been accused of, find an example of the opposite of that. Yeah, and then let's match it up. See, do I have that character? Is that what I see in me? Have I extended forgiveness? Have I extended grace? Have yeah. I 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, not because see now what we're doing is instead of using our own set. Well, yeah, I'm forgiving, of course. <laughs> I am. Well, well, right. of well course. I'm sure not that. Well, now we're using the scriptures as a mirror to see did my actions right. match this? Yep. All right, and uh, if our actions don't reflect the character of Christ, then we can seek to overcome those shortcomings and add that character quality. That would be a great opportunity to listen to our Overcoming Sin series. It would, it would. You've got four fun-filled episodes of how to overcome sin. Starting with episode one. It's our first episode we ever cut on Interman Radio. Is that right? It It is. It was the first one? Yep, I had forgotten about that. So what's next, Mark? We want to resolve the issue at hand, especially if something is, uh, is going on, if there's a live situation with one of our critics. We want to try and, and take care of that thing. So... If we're genuinely grateful to God, that really leads us a long way down the path to reconciliation. You know, maybe you need to make an apology. That's okay. Maybe you need to change some character in the process. It should generally go like this. If you have the opportunity, thank the person who brought it up. Listen, Larry, I I appreciate it. Not Lou. Not Lou. Lou, I appreciate it. Larry, Uh I appreciate the fact that you brought that up. And, you know, that's something... I genuinely want to take a look at and make sure that I'm... That's easy to... You know, okay, because... Okay, we okay, okay, okay. Like, well, thank you, Larry, yeah. for bringing that to my attention. I'm so glad... Larry. ...that we've had this little talk, and I'm, I'm going to look at that really, really carefully. Larry. Yeah, thanks for that. Yes. And that's not what we're going no, for no. here. It's or, easy to... You know, I'll I'll make note of that. I'll have accounting look into it, and <laughs> right. uh, we'll we'll get back yeah, to you, accounting, Larry. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to be patronizing in those mm-hmm. cases and sarcastic. Because and... Larry, I know you don't have this problem in your <laughs> right. life, so yeah, so yeah. thank you for bringing That's... this up because you're so spiritual, Larry. <laughs> well, that was a little too thick. Oops. Yeah, you got the idea. And and you know what? If, even if they have bad motives, uh, we can thank God. For their criticism, right. we we can get through that. It, it's okay. Um, sometimes you won't even hear these from the individual, Larry, <laughs> who made them. You might hear it from Larry's best friend, twice removed. Yeah, or, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to an anonymous source. Right. You know, Mark, did you hear about what Larry said that you know I or I, I heard that have. you did that 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 that. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, lots of times that stuff comes to us from a third party, and if it does. You know what? It's not our job to kill the messenger or reform. Who are you to bring this up to me? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, just, you know, just roll with it. Just think, okay, I appreciate you You brought that to my attention. Move on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not our job to set them right. No, no. The the fact that they're gossiping or running around, that's their problem between them and God. And doing evil. And doing evil. Yes. 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 <laughs> Spreading strife, division. Yeah. Um, but, Put it behind you. Put it behind you. Yeah, well, Move right, forward. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, if we got a character flaw... We got it. That's the way it is. Separate now the message from the messenger. Oh, that's good. Put it behind. Move forward. Uh, so now, what what about this, Mark? So let's say we've done all those things. We've done but those things. There's still some pushback because inside I'm going, ah, but if I admit, if well, what I, kind of pushback are we talking about? Internal pushback. Okay. Like like because in, instinctively. If I admit, if I even give an inch, like Paul, he says, I didn't acquiesce to them for even an hour. hour." Right. right. So we could use that passage. Yes, we could. Okay. Out of context, we could use that passage. 
it's it's almost to say if I even acquiesce to any of these things, then I'm I'm admitting that maybe all the other things they're saying about me that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Or it could almost feel like I'm admitting that God isn't really doing with me what I think He's doing with me, and I'm giving fuel to my enemies who say God isn't using you. See you hypocrite. Yeah. What? How do we deal with that? You know, I think we just have to stop for a second and remind ourselves that the person whose opinion matters most to me is God's opinion. Right. So, I mean, if I have a character flaw, that doesn't mean that I've lost my standing with God. Um, If anything, I have an opportunity to better my standing with God. Uh, It's not like God has, has thrown you out to the curb if you admit that you've got an issue with whatever. Right. Um, as In God's eyes, you're still perfect. In God's eyes, you're still righteous. And it's so easy to get on the pity party train. My righteous indignation, at some point, that becomes an excuse not to deal with the problem, should there be one. And we need to set our mind on the character trait that we're lacking and start to be deliberate about working to obtain it. Yeah. And what if the, now what if the person that came to us really has been, let's just say a jerk about it. Sure. Let's say that they were rude. Let's say that they used gossip. Let's say they used man- manipulation, slander, and and they mixed it with half truths and lies and everything. Yeah. But after we sort it through and everything, we still find a few couple things that are true. Whether we find anything true or not in it, our response to the word them really needs to be the same. We need to forgive them for being a jerk. Okay. Pray for them. Get it off my conscience, and I'm done with it. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I refuse to carry that around. I'm. I'm done with it. All right, so somebody who's out there um, swinging the sword of the Spirit, right? And we're okay. doing battle, okay? It might feel like what you and I are saying is, can't we all just get along? <laughs> you know, uh, I'll cave a little, you cave a little. That's not what we're saying, Peace is it? through superior firepower. Did I say that out loud? Did I think you, you just... Did I, you record That it? was supposed to have been internal, yeah. Mark. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be lots of accusations. Some are meant to tear us down. Get over yourself and move in a positive direction. This is operating from strength. It, it, it is. It really is. Because we are strong enough in Christ with his power, his spirit, working in us to be honest, to look at things squarely, and to deal with them, regardless of who they come from. Yeah, I'm going to be proactive in this situation to make it into something good rather than just react to it uh, based on what's, what's been thrown at me. So those things are for our growth. God can use our enemy criticism, keep our conscience clean. Our enemies accuse us. Of, you know, they may say, you don't listen. You're too proud to listen. Well, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course I listen. Shut up. I read up. your stupid letter. <laughs> yeah. But if we have a clean conscience, then we don't have to be as defensive. A guilty conscience is easy to spot. Absolutely. It's the guy who makes too much of too little. Me thinks thou doth protest too much. Yes, that's and, right. And you know you've hit him close to the sore spot if you get a disproportionate response. Yeah, so, so okay, sometimes the things that we become the most irate about <laughs> are the things that really hit close to that's home. That's not true. Because that is a, not true. Yeah, Take right. it back right yeah. Right, because that stings. It's a little sore. How God can use this for good, one of the ways is it causes, like Mark said, just causes us to grow. Um, it causes us to have a clean conscience because we're dealing with things the right way. It causes us to be less defensive, less prone to taking criticism overly personally. Right, right. We're better able to quickly sort through the true from the untrue. Because if we develop a habit of engaging criticism in this way, yeah, um, we actually learn to sort through this stuff. You know, the first time it might be a little bit difficult. Well, if you can, if you can 
extricate yourself from the middle of it and just deal with it in an objection or a, an objective way, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's much faster to sort through that stuff if if I'm not emotionally committed to one position. Yeah. What about a reputation? It should improve that for us because if people, number one, people will be more open to talk mm-hmm. to us if we do, if there is something that we need to know, we want people to be free enough to come to us and say, you know what, listen, there's something I, I think you need to consider. Yeah. It certainly gives us a better uh, rapport with the people around us who who might have a, a useful criticism, even if criticism that's not useful. And it takes away some of the ammunition from those who would accuse us of not listening. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if somebody's running around saying something about you in the audience, and they're saying, Bob, he just he's just doesn't listen to criticism. He's just this, he's just that. Right. But if all the people around you know, no, that's not the way Bob is. Bob is the kind of person who he, cares right. about yeah, what's yeah. true. He wants to do what's right. And he's willing to take an honest look at himself and evaluate things. Boy, that just takes all the ammo away from those who would run around and try to slander that. It sure does. It's going to make things much more difficult to uh, to squeeze the grapevine. Yeah. Gives us better relationships you know, with the people around us uh-huh. who should occasionally criticize us, yes. who should tell us. I mean, it is the job of people who are close to us to say, listen, I think you might need to consider something. And that allows them to do that job and to be a help to us. Ask yourself this. Sometimes when people bring up something to us, when they're weighing that, they're reluctant because they think, if I'm going to bring up something to Jason, um, I have to deal with not only all the pushback, but I have to deal with the fact that he's going to use some wits against me. He's going to he's going to show my flaws. He's going to patch it. And so people make a mental calculation of whether or not it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And and so our job is is to minimize that risk for them, really, <laughs> right. so that they're more willing to do that. If if it feels like going to the dentist to get a root canal every time they bring something up to us, that might be a red flag. Uh, that might be a red flag. It means that we're too emotionally involved, and uh, it's more about saving face than it is about... Uh, anything else. Those guys, whether they mean it or not, even if they're not seeking our best, we can use that to seek God's best interest. And when we do find ourselves, you know, called to account, that ends up being one of our greatest opportunities to actually demonstrate the character of Christ is in our failures. If somebody shows up to us and says, hey, you know, listen, I, I don't think you were entirely honest with that guy. Personally, that that would cut a little bit. Yeah. And uh, one of the best ways that I can demonstrate Christ's character is if I sort through that and say, okay, well, tell me why you think so and, you know, what's this and that. Okay, if I've come to the conclusion, you know what, they were right and I didn't treat this person honestly and, you know, nothing communicates so well to people as when we go back and say, you know what, I thought about what you said, you were right and I'm, I made it right by that person. This is This is what happened, but I appreciate the fact that you told me because... I want to be honest in my dealings. I want to be a good reflection of the character of Christ. And I wasn't doing that. And uh, I owe you an apology because I did not reflect Christ the way I want to. And I'm, I want to do that in my interactions. I want to deal with people honestly. And uh, I'm grateful that you pointed that out. And then you'll have to pick them back up off the floor. Right, right. Because I can't they believe were just, Yes. Yeah, but I mean, look what yeah. that does to the look what that does to Christianity when we are willing to do that. Yes. And say, you know what, you were right about that, and I need to change that. Yeah, Mark, it, it really is all about keeping our behavior excellent uh, among non-Christians, so that in the thing in which they slander us as evildoers, they may, on the account of our good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. You got it. 
We'll see you next next time time on Interman Radio. Radio. Lou, I know you're listening. I'm coming for you.